Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Hello and welcome wherever you are in our great country or around the world. We have listeners, it's amazing, from China, from Ireland, uh, Brazil. We we have people all rise, helping people all rise together in our country and all around the world. And I'm pleased to be here with you as your host. It's Judge Jim Gray on the Voice America Variety Channel. I'm always happy to be with you to present yet another interesting guest. And this one is truly fitting that category. Uh, Hannah Waugh, W-A-U-G-H, is she is a, a really wonderful young lady. She has a background, a, a a Bachelor of Arts from uh, in marketing, has an MBA. Uh, she is in Leadville, Colorado, a small town, and is actually running there for a uh, uh, for a position that is uh, really interesting. A county commissioner, which is basically, I guess, like a member of board of supervisors. Uh, she is a libertarian, taking the in effect the reins into her own hands, and is going to really help that Lake County, Colorado, turn itself around and and uh, and fly right, as we would say. So I am trying to assist libertarian candidates all around the country, because this is what our country, I deeply believe, needs. We need people to be able to talk directly, truthfully, honestly, uh, with financial responsibility of all things, instead of trying to buy people's votes with their own money to show some financial responsibility. So these are people that we're trying to bring into elective office. So Hannah Waugh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being uh, a candidate at this point. And just, if you would, Hannah, trace a little bit of your career development uh, for us. And who is Hannah Waugh? Wonderful. Well, thank you again for having me on. I appreciate the time. Um, so you kind of hit the nail on the head. I was born and raised in Leadville, Colorado. Um, we sit about 10,200 feet above sea level. So very small community. Um, I went to the University of Northern Colorado and got my bachelor's in media marketing and communications. Um, Went and chased a career in marketing and then decided I was not a fan. Um, Made the switch to human resources, actually, and then um, got my MBA in six months with an emphasis in finance and human resources. I was very fortunate. I have worked for some of the world's best ski resorts, um, and now I work for a school district. Um, But when I moved back to my community, I was like, man, I am, we're not representing our people anymore. Um, We're so caught in the trenches of, you know, Republican this, Democrat that, that we're ignoring the actual needs of our community. So I decided it was time to you know, pursue our liberties, pursue our freedoms, and decided to run for office up here. Good for you. And uh, I'm assuming that you're walking around uh, knocking on a lot of doors at this point and, and talking directly with your constituents? 
You know, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do too much door knocking because of um, our stay-at-home oh. orders here in the state of Colorado. Uh, but it has been a fortunate time to be using social media, doing, you know, kind of town hall question and answer sessions, um, being able to reach out, Facebook Live, things like that, and really connecting with the community that way. Um, fortunately, we are able to start getting out in the community, so I have been able to volunteer my time and speak with uh, people about what they want to hear and what they want to see with their elected officials. No one gets an MBA in six months, Hannah Wall. How did you pull that off? Um, I I was going through a time in my life where I just needed more to do. I thrive under pressure, um, and I was working a full-time job, So, and I still do right now. I wake up at 3.30 every morning. I go to the gym. I put in my eight-hour workday, and then I continue to educate myself. So whether it's working on languages or, at the time, working on my MBA, I would go home and study and do my classes for four or five hours before going to bed again. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're a dynamo. Good for you. I don't like to sleep. I like to keep going. <laughs> well, well, cheer up. As you get older, I, I get a lot more sleep now than I ever have before. So you have something to look forward to. But tell us a little bit about Leadville and about Lake County, Colorado. I will say, and I, I guess I'm public now, that, uh, and I live in California and pretty much have all my life, but I think Colorado is my favorite state in the country. It's just a gorgeous place. Uh, gorgeous, you can pronounce in either way, I suppose. But uh, tell us a little bit about Leadville. Tell us a little about Lake County, Colorado. Do a little, do a little tour guide for us. A little tour guide, wonderful. Well, we are one of the smaller counties in Colorado. Um, we have Twin Lakes and Leadville as our two townships. I guess is the best way to say that. Um, there's about 9,000 people in the county. So it is relatively small, um, small school district. We have one grocery store. Uh, and it's surrounded right in the middle of the Continental Divide by some of the highest peaks in Colorado. So we are very fortunate to look out our windows and see mountains as high as about 14,000 feet. Um, just towering over us. We get snow just about every single month of the year. We actually had snow last week, um, which was great. <laughs> and very, it's, it's beautiful. It's a very mild summer. We won't get any hotter than about 75 degrees. Um, and then our winters, we're just very lucky to have some of the best snow in the country, um, along with one of the best ski resorts in the country, a very small mountain called Ski Cooper. Um, as well as the highest golf course in North America. So if you really feel like getting out here, um, you can hit the ball a little bit farther because there's not that much air to slow it down. So that means that my slice would even be worse up there than it is down here. Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a pretty accomplished skier? You, you're involved with physical fitness. Are, are you a skier? I am. I actually ski and snowboard. I do prefer skiing. Um, my father, growing up, ran ski school at Ski Cooper, and he will tell you that I sit too far forward on my skis, which my argument is, is that if I'm sitting forward, I go faster. Um, but I've been skiing since I could walk. Um, I grew up on them and used to race as well. 
So you're sitting too far forward on your skis. Just based upon our short conversation so far, I think you're sitting forward on pretty much everything in your life, aren't you? I I do. I like to move. I like to move quickly, and I like to make sure that I'm moving with a purpose. Moving with a purpose. I'm writing this down. I love that comment. Uh, in fact, I put a title on all of our All Rise discussions, and maybe that's going to be the title for this one, Moving with a Purpose. Would that fit you, Hanawa? I think it would. I think it does. it does fit me and my vision for Lake County and my vision for our country. Okay, so what is your vision for Lake County? You're running, by the way, for a county commissioner, which is, as I understand it, uh, like a board of supervisors, you and how many other commissioners are there. But uh, what what does a commissioner do in Lake County, Colorado, Anna? So in Lake County, Colorado, our commissioners are there to be almost an extension of the state. They are there to make sure that the county is Um, you know, following through on the state laws and orders and things like that. However, they're also there to make decisions based on budgetary things, making sure road and bridge is functioning properly, that we have our roads paved, our roads cleared of snow, um, making sure that our recreation, our parks, our um, community areas, such as our pools, are open and functioning properly. And they're there to make sure that the citizens are getting what they need from the state and make sure that the state is serving the public the way it should be, since that's where tax money is going. So you are a libertarian. How long have you been a libertarian? And how did you end up uh, coming to this, what I would call, uh, only mainstream political party in our country today? Um, So I became a libertarian in 2013. Um, I was both a Democrat and a Republican before then, um, and realized that neither party was really fighting for the Constitution or my values or the things that I believed in. And I stumbled upon the Libertarian Party of Texas when I lived down there briefly. and it was kind of like a, an awakening, learning that there was a political party that didn't want to force any beliefs on me, didn't want to force me to think one way or another. They just wanted me to be me and to have all of my freedoms and my rights without someone else stepping into it. And I fell in love with it. Um, and I, I love libertarianism. I think it's you know, something more people need to look into because more people align with it than they know. My uh, view is to go back to Thomas Jefferson, Hannah, and he made the comment, I don't care if you worship one God, 20 gods, or no God, it doesn't pick my pocket and it doesn't break my leg. Basically, live and let live. Uh, and in fact, don't tread on me, don't tread on anybody, that sort of thing. But but what do you see then as really the difference between, because I, I call the Libertarian Party the only mainstream party in our country today, because we do not want to gain profit by being involved in government. We just want the level playing field for everyone. Uh, is that part of it that converted you to libertarianism as well? It is. It is. Making sure that everybody has you know, their opportunity to live and let live. I, I mean, we've discussed before um, 
that I don't care who you marry. I don't care what you believe in. It's, it's not my life. It's not my choice to tell you what you should do, um, as long as you're not harming other people. And that was kind of the thing is, if I wanted to marry someone, why does the state or the government get to tell me that? They shouldn't. It's not harming anyone else. Live and let live. I have never researched this, but came across the understanding that throughout our country's history, we never had issued marriage licenses until, I think it was in the South, they wanted to enforce anti-miscegenation laws. They didn't want racial mixtures. We didn't want racially diverse people to marry each other. How best can we control that? Oh, you have to come in person to the city to apply for a marriage license. And, uh, or the county, I mean, and that way you could tell if you were if a Caucasian were marrying an Asian. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that. The law says no. Uh, so that's that is a state intrusion that I think should be written back. Uh, do you, I assume that I've converted converted you into that issue, Anawa? You're correct. I don't think that I. It is. It was based on um, racial inequalities, making sure that we stayed separate, and that's. That's nobody's right to do. We are not staying separate. And it didn't work very well back then either because there were still, you know, mixed marriages, so to speak. So I think I think we should write it back. Our government should not be telling us what a marriage is or who we can marry. Um, you know, obviously, I do believe that you should be of age con- to consent to marriage. But I don't think we should be writing papers and having them stamped by the government and then giving the government a fee just to give us a sheet of paper that says we're married. I was in the South, I think it was Charleston, not too long ago, and I saw lots of mixed mixed racial couples uh, holding hands and that sort of thing. And I thought it was just wonderful. It's just, it's, it's healthy for us all to marry people for who you are instead of not what your background is and the rest. And, and the more that the state, I think, gets away from that, the better everybody would be. But so you are running, let's, let's be realistic here. You're running as a libertarian uh, for county commissioner. I'm assuming that this is a nonpartisan position, but you've told us a little bit about what county commissioners do. Uh, I told, I think I volunteered with you that every voter, when they go into the voting booth, or maybe that's passe now, when whenever you put your, your vote in the mail, uh, but you have one question in mind, and that is, what's in it for me? If I vote for Hannah Waugh for county commissioner, what's in it for me? And it could be, yes, I get better education for my children, or I get put more, uh, my, my, my able ability to to uh, support myself is increased, or even world peace, for all that matters. But everybody has that that view. Uh, what are the three most important issues to the voters in your race, from your perspective, that you're going to be focusing on when you do knock on doors, Anawa, future commissioner? I think the, the thank you. I think the three things that I am dedicated to right now for our community is financial transparency and um, fiscally responsible budgeting. We seem to have strayed away from, you know, making sure we're working within our means um, and are continuously asking taxpayers for more money that doesn't serve anybody well. Um, I also want to address the um, civil liberties that people feel like they're losing due to our state, things like our gun laws things like that. Our county can make the choice to be a um, 
losing the word in my head, a kind of cheer up, it'll, cheer for, up, Anna. It only gets worse as you get older. This happens to me all the time. I know. <laughs> Um, I, it happens all the time, and somehow I'm just losing this word. Almost like a refuge for um, Second Amendment rights. And sure. we have a thing in Colorado called the Red Flag Law, where at any time, police officers, if they have reason, can remove guns from your home. Um, just somebody says that you're not stable, and the police officers come and take your guns away, period. No questions asked. And so... You know, we chose not to become a sanctuary county. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and a lot of people were upset by that. They were upset that their voices weren't heard. And I think the other thing that is key for me is respect and transparency. Uh, we have lost a lot of faith in elected officials, I think, in our county, in our state, and in our country, where they say one thing, then do it without any explanation. Well, I interrupted you, Hannah, but you were you were talking about the, the gun laws and the sanctuaries. But uh, I can also give you a little advice here. I'm kind of the elder statesman in the crowd now. Uh, I was not successful in the nomination for president. I'm trying to help other candidates. And this is the best thing I think we as a party can do is to get people like Hannah Waugh elected at a fairly young age so she can actually show what happens boots on the ground when you have someone who is a libertarian and brings those values to, to local government government. But you mentioned that, in fact, a lot of people, if they're talking about what is the definition of a libertarian, it would be fiscal conservative and socially liberal. Well, I would caution against that. First of all, the word fiscal sounds kind of egghead, uh, say financially responsible. That's me. Oh, yes, that's what I am, too. So ditch the word fiscal, even though you do have that uh, MBA, and use the word financial. And uh, if you say you're socially liberal, that will kind of alienate the conservatives. So, you know, say we're socially accepting, we're socially respecting, that sort of thing. But, but what is it? Okay, if you're going to be involved in politics, in elections, you have to, in effect, put back two natural things that people hesitate from. Uh, one is you have to be able to talk about yourself because you're the product. And number two, you have to be able to ask people for money. So I'm going to go to the first. Uh, what is it about Hannah Waugh that you believe will inspire the voters to elect you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and don't be bashful. Why should I vote for you? Well, fortunately for our community, they're getting somebody who is born and raised here and has been here through um, economic depressions and recessions here, as well as somebody who's got a progressive, forward-thinking mind to keep driving our economy while maintaining the uniqueness, excuse me, of our county. Um, we're very fortunate. We have a very historically unique background, and we don't want to become the next big resort town. We want to maintain our unique identity. Um, and that's something that I have plans for and I'm able to do. I think, you know, as part of what you've discussed with libertarians is we are able to bridge the gap between both Republicans and Democrats because we see both sides of their issues. You know, I'm definitely accepting and inclusive of all lifestyles and backgrounds. And my financial budgeting skills and conservatism is a great strength. You don't get an MBA in finance because you hate learning how to budget. Uh, so 
I think it's a unique opportunity for people in our town to vote for someone who is is here full time and who loves this community with all of her heart, as well as vote for somebody who knows how to make responsible decisions without being swayed because one party says so or another. Lake County, uh, the government, is it financially responsible at the moment? Are, are you in debt? Have you borrowed money? Or what is the financial situation of Lake County, Colorado at this point? Um, our financial situation is not a strong point currently. Um, we have had our county budgets go back and forth, um, both in the black and red, and swinging very severely uh, in ways that we don't, I'm running my own personal audit, um, that just don't necessarily make sense. Right now, we are in the black, which is fortunate because it does not happen very often, um, but we're only in the black by about $400,000, and that doesn't include, you know, things that we need to do or... Um, current financial decisions that our current county commissioners are making, like pursuing um, eminent domain against a large corporation currently. Mm. Okay. So I am living there in Lake County, Colorado, maybe even in Leadville where you live, and you have just knocked on my door. I open the door and say, hello, what are you going to tell me? You're running for office. Um, Yes. So obviously you introduce yourself and it's not necessarily what I'm asking or what I'm going to tell them, but I'm going to ask what their main concern is with their local elections this fall. Often with the feedback I've gotten when asking people that is people do not feel represented and I'm here to represent them, not by saying, oh, the entire population, but by saying, I have spoken with Mary. She lives on East 3rd Street, and she is concerned about our budget. These are her concerns. And being able to walk back to her and say, I brought your concerns up. Here's how we're going to fix it. Because I want to be able to follow through. We are fortunate to live in a small community, and I want to be able to follow through with each conversation I have with each person. Yes, you would. Um we have a situation in which uh, people, of course, diverse. Uh, listening, by the way, I, I was always fascinated to hear, Hannah, that the word listen and the word silent have the same letters. And uh, listening is a lost art. So you're, you're saying you're actually going to employ that lost art of listening? Uh, and then uh, are you going to respond to them as well? I think, yes. The answer to those things is yes to both. Listening is a very lost art. We do not listen to hear. We listen to respond. Whereas I would like to change that, especially with our elected officials, and have them listen to hear, process what they've heard, and then come back maybe in a day, maybe in a week, and actually have a formulated response and a plan to serve those people who they've listened to. There are two people, you've been in business, Hannah, and so uh, mm -hmm. you've been in business. There are two types of folks in business that are critically important. One is in marketing, where you have to be kind of exciting. 
you don't want to scare people saying, you know, we're going to go to Mars tomorrow, but you have to show that your company is as avant-garde and is going to do something exciting. And that's one thing. And then you have the people that are in operations who actually comply and try to boots on the ground and, and produce. Uh, I assume that you are going to be both in this regard. You're going to be marketing as well as boots on the ground. Uh, have you thought about it in those terms? I have. Um, fortunately, with my marketing background, I have been both of those people. Um, and I'm a little bit more of a boots-on-the-ground person. But I believe both of those aspects are key in serving a community, not just selling products or selling ideas, but in serving those who need, who need things. What is the function, what should be the function of your county government? Uh, and I don't know if this is county or city. In my city where I live, if I'm going to put in a new water heater, I have to apply for a permit from the city. Uh, it costs me like $50, and whether they actually come out and inspect or not, uh, I don't know. But but is the, if, have you looked into these sorts of things? Is that, is that what your county government does, or is it more the city, or is it involved at all? Do you know? That's more of a city function, um, and it's something that looking, because our town, our community, is based on old mining claims. Um, Horace Tabor and Baby Doe Tabor helped build this town, so it's very, very old and very grandfathered in, um, and with those things being said, a lot of that does fall on the city for inspections and processes but making sure on both sides that we're able to serve what people need. I mean, paying $50 just to put in a new water heater seems a little ridiculous when you're paying, goodness gracious, a couple of hundred dollars for a cheap water heater. Just and kind of the, adds insult to injury. The company that I pay is bonded. Uh, they're experienced. They'll stand by it. I, I don't think the government should be involved in that whatsoever. Are you going to look into that type of involvement maybe that the county government has and, and cut it back, which would be doing everyone a service I would like except to. the government? Good. Yeah, well, I would I, like to because I don't think they need to have someone telling them what water heater needs to be put in their home. Or whether it's safely installed. Uh, you know what are they going to what are they going to do? But I can tell you, Hannah, that you and I have not met in person, but we have met. We have a mutual friend named Seth Levy, and he was my campaign manager, uh, and he volunteered his time for me and and my running for the nomination for president. Once that did not work, he told me that hey, there is this this really neat lady, Hannah Waugh, who is exactly the good thoughtful, dedicated candidate that the Libertarian Party needs. So he is volunteering his time to help you. And by the way, he has a great deal of insights, and I trust his judgment enormously. So you are the type of person that we really need to help. How can, if people are here listening, they'd like more information about Hannah Waugh, your background, your candidacy, your success, uh, your knocking on doors, how can they contact you? And if they're interested in donating other money to you as well, because I'm sure that would be appreciated, uh, how can that be done? What's your connection? So the best way to do it, um, and Seth is fantastic, so I hope he knows that. Um, but the best way to get a hold of me or to donate or to read more about my plans, my policies, things like that, is to get on my website, hannah4lakecounty.com. 
Um, so my first name, H-A-N-N-A, the number four, and then LakeCounty.com. What is the maximum campaign donation that a person can make, assuming that they're citizens of our country or, I think, green card? What is the maximum? The maximum donation they can make for a county commissioner candidate is $1,250. Well, it's already cost me some money, and I, I believe that uh, this is a really good thing to do. So we're going to take our break just to to uh, hear some good other good messages. Then we'll come back and talk further with Hannah Waugh, who is a Libertarian candidate for uh, county commissioner in Lake County, Colorado. And uh, by the way, do, do, I, 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 before we leave, you have ski resorts there. You say that they're really uh, wonderful snow. Uh, do you, are you a really big tourist industry there, or, or is it pretty much local that you uh, keep all the good skiing to yourself up there? Oh, we are based heavily on the tourism industry, um, and we're very fortunate for that. We do love our tourists and what they come here to learn and bring. <laughs> Good. And and uh, are they sitting forward on their skis as much as they should be? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we are sitting here with a candidate who's sitting forward on her skis, going faster, helping, dedicated, and the rest. So we're going to take just a couple of breaks here for a few messages. Then we'll come back and talk to Hannah Waugh, who is, in fact, one of those young stars that's uh, sitting forward on her skis. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. The Libertarian Party is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit lp.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at lp.org. Together, we can move mountains. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. Well, welcome back again. This is Judge Jim Gray on All Rise, and we have just a wonderful, exciting guest, uh, Hannah Waugh, who is running for Lake County uh, Commissioner in uh, Lake County, Colorado. But my wife, is, as I've told numbers of you, requests that I get involved in a little bit of at least intentional silliness. And I've really gotten into lexophiles, which are which kind of fun, little plays on words, etc. So one of them is the man who stole the calendar got 12 months. 
Okay, well, you can like that one or not. So I'm on a roll here, so I'll, I'll give you another one, Hannah. But you, there has to be an obligatory chuckle from my guest. That was beautifully restrained that time, but we'll give you a second chance. So a boiled egg is hard to beat. I have almost, almost a chuckle. Well, okay, we'll, we'll come back to that. I think I'd got what it deserved, but I, I think lexophiles are fun. So at any I rate, enjoyed them Hannah... Greatly. <laughs> oh, well, I know. Keep my day job. Well, if, I, if I had that one. But but I one of the things that has been very successful with me when I'm talking as a libertarian or otherwise uh, is to conduct an audit. And we do that on our private lives. We certainly to try to keep your own finances uh, uh, under control. Uh, companies do that all the time, but governments don't. And I think it's really important that we audit what is going on, what the expenses are for government. That the, and I can call it sunset rules or sunset provisions, which means that every four years, every five years, every two years, every one year, that each federal agency or each county agency comes to you and the, and the commissioners and proposes, look, this is our proposed budget for this coming year. These are our goals. These are what, how we're trying to do it. This is what we've done in the past year. These were our goals. This is what we spent. This is what we accomplished. And you can look at it together and then think, well, you know, this is duplicated. We don't need that to happen. Or no, we don't need this anymore. We can, we can knock that off. This one is a really good project. Let's focus on that, but cut back your, your budget and just focus on the things that will actually help. Employing Milton Friedman, who's a hero of mine, Hannah, and I recommend that you use his saying as well, that we should judge our programs by their success, not their good intentions. And if we could just do that, it would change life a great deal in government all around our country, and I expect even in Lake County, Colorado. So do you have the thought of use conducting an audit finding where the fat is, cutting that back, because it's actually not government money, it's tax money, it's our money that's being spent in our name. Uh, is this an idea that is that is attractive to you? And if so, uh, how are you going to employ it, Anna Waugh, running for county council, chancellor, counselor? It is. Um, Sorry. So, you know, by bringing that up, you actually reminded me that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, and I love that saying because it's true. We all have the best intentions in mind, but we need to judge things based on how they're working, not by how we think they should work. Um, I do believe we're going to need to cut our budget by anywhere between 10 to 15% as we are faced with these economic uncertain times. Um, and one of my proposed ways, and we'll see if I am elected, I will most certainly do it. I hope that I can get the other commissioners on board is by cutting our county commissioner budgets by 10%, starting at the top and working our way down and then working our way through each audit of each program every year, making sure that we're not, you know, duplicating programs or spending money unnecessarily and making sure that that money can stay in our citizens' pockets so that they can help bolster our economy. Are you? I would recommend that you have your local media attend those those meetings as well, so that you can publicize it. It's really important that people, if in fact the money is being spent well, they should know it. They should be proud of it, and they should be pleased with it. If it's not, then it should be addressed like a, and any business would do. Uh, what is the local media like covering this election and covering the this, the county uh, commissioners in uh, Lake County, Colorado? Um, we have 
a very limited media. Um, we have a news blog, and then we have a newspaper that is printed once a week, um, and that is the extent of our local media. And they do um, a relatively good job of getting in there and attending commissioner meetings when they have the staff available, and that is good to see. Um, but we would need continuous coverage. And I do know that most of our county commissioner meetings are recorded and put on YouTube when there are not technical difficulties. Is a county commissioner a full-time job there? Is it a paid job? Uh, how, what is the dedication of time that com county commissioners give? Um, so it used to be a part-time job in our county. It has moved towards being a full-time job. Um, they are paid. It is a paid position um, set by the state government what their pay should be. So our county commissioners make a base of $60,000 a year while the average person in Lake County earns about 45000 per year. So there's a little bit of a disparity there between what our elected officials make versus the people that they represent. And that's so why I would encourage our county commissioners to take a 10% pay cut to, one, cut back on the budget, and two, remind them that they are citizens in the, of this county and who they represent. So what are some examples where you believe your county government is spending money where it really should not do so? Have you gotten into that? Because I think that would be important in your campaign to get specific. I have done more research than I care to admit. And some things I uh, am not ready to discuss just for I'm seeing how they play out. But we spend a lot of money on legal teams. Um, we spend a lot of money on planning and zoning for buildings that we are being told that we need to build from the state level. Um, they want us to build a new judicial center uh, rather than improve upon the one that we have or cut costs in other ways. Um, and then I feel like we are missing the mark on how our road and bridge uh, is maintained and how their budgets are. Uh, like other states, we're struggling to find CDL drivers and especially in the winter when you need to clear the two to three feet of snow we can get in a storm we need to make sure that we are paying these people to be here but we can't pay them enough and that is a huge issue that i think we need to address across our budget so what are some areas in which the the state is involved that you feel should be left to the cities or to the counties that uh, we've certainly seen that uh, increase in the federal government they're involved in many too many things that the state should be involved with or the people but, but do you have any thoughts as to just this local government itself has been in effect preempted by the states uh, I'm not much involved with state government or with the with city government, but these are things that I think should be aware of. Have you have you looked into the things that you feel should be left to the residents or the governments of Lake County as opposed to the state of Colorado? Maybe one of them should be setting the the fees for county commissioners. I agree. I think the um, fees for county commissioners should be left up to you know the county, not the state. I also believe, um, I know California had a different response than Colorado did, 
in regards to the coronavirus pandemic. But I think that individual counties should have been able to decide, you know, hey, we need to close down businesses. We need to do things. We need to limit, you know, who's coming in and out of the county rather than a mandatory stay-at-home order. Um, Because some counties weren't as severely affected where others were. And it caused a lot of financial disparity when all of a sudden people were deemed non-essential by the state and lost their jobs. So I think that should have been left up to the counties. Certainly. Or, or the individual people I would, I would purport, but you have, you said the highest altitude golf course in the North, in North America, was it closed down by edict of the state government or was it able to stay open in this pandemic? It was closed down. Um, well, I should I should phrase this properly. Uh, you cannot golf up here in Lake County until late May, anyway, oh. due to the snowpack. Um, but they would not have been able to open um, gyms, recreation centers. None of that could open until June first because of statewide ordinance. Maybe this should be left to the counties. Or, in my view, left up to the to the various uh, organizations themselves. I could advertise that I'm clearing the air. I have an air filtration system in my hardware store or my clothing store or whatever. And then I could even have my uh, one of my employees take your temperature before you come in, either as an employee or a customer. Advertise that, and then let you, the customer, make a decision as to what's essential or not essential. Would that work for you, Anna? That's what I would prefer. I would prefer that we allowed these businesses and individuals take the responsibility rather than the government telling us how to be responsible. If you would like to stay home and have your groceries delivered, that is your responsibility. If you are like me and you wanted to go to the gym or you wanted to go out to eat at a restaurant or something, That should have been an option for you, especially if the businesses wanted to remain open. And it's been an enormous cost and damage upon us all to have, what, tens of millions of people put out of work, closing unnecessarily, in my view, hundreds of thousands of businesses, including, okay, the golf course, uh, if you're going to be closed, I guess, if too much snow, but, but what about your ski resort? Uh, if people want to ski, for heaven's sake, talk about out in the open air, there could be almost no threat of the coronavirus when you're out, out skiing. Uh, maybe they could say, unless you're in the same family, if you have a ski lift, uh, only one person per chair, unless, you're, unless they're in your family. But otherwise, let the ski skis, uh, resorts stay open. Was yours closed? So all of Colorado's ski resorts were ordered closed by our governor. Um, and in recent reports, they estimate that the ski industry lost $2 billion by having to close down in mid-March. Uh, in Lake County, especially the surrounding resort communities, we are driven by tourism. And when all of these resorts shut down and we were no longer allowed to have tourists and things, we had about 67% of our workforce laid off or furloughed. And that causes huge economic disparity and demands. How do well, we? I, how do you serve people when they're deemed no longer essential, but their job was essential to them and their family? 
that's insulting. Well, I anticipate you have some clothing stores there in uh, Leadville. Uh, so were some closed? And then if, if so, do you have a large store like a Walmart somewhere within 20 miles that people would then go to? How, how did that work or, or your markets? Because deciding arbitrarily that you're not essential uh, sometimes is true and sometimes isn't, but, but still people are going to need to buy groceries or even buy clothing or hardware. Uh, how was that done in your town? Because I anticipate that the large stores were essential and stayed open, and the small stores were deemed non-essential and closed, which is basically subjecting the customers to a more dangerous situation. If you're going to a big store, you're exposed by, by more people. What, what happened in Leadville as to this recent pandemic? Um, so it's also hard because in Lake County, we do not have a large box store. We have a Safeway or Albertsons. Um, and we have a family dollar and that is it. That is what, what we have within our town. And then you can drive 30 to 40 minutes and that's when you'll reach the closest Walmart or Target or large box store. And even those large box stores were given instructions that they could not sell things that were deemed quote unquote non-essential. So they could not sell clothes. <laughs> they could not sell board games. They could not sell gardening tools. You could purchase food. You could purchase things from the pharmacy. You could purchase paper products, and that was it. How but did we ever one get of the into things a situation that like that? How would we ever allow a state government to tell you that you cannot sell shovels, but you can sell tomatoes? It's just, it's, it's a silliness. Well, and I, again, I stand back on this, is how... Dare the government tell me what is essential in my life when maybe I'm a recovering alcoholic and I need to paint things, you know, create artwork to stay busy, but I can no longer buy the things I need to do that, you know, and that just leads to more issues. The government should not be telling us what is essential in our lives because each individual has different things that are essential. It, it Anna, blows my mind that anyone made that decision. I, I, mine too. I, I think that we're libertarian. I, I think most people, when you consider these issues, are libertarian as well. That's why, again, I call us the main, only party in the political mainstream. I've taken the position, Anna, that when you're a politician, you have a problem, you respond politically. And so they responded, and your governor and, and certainly our governor in California and around the country, they responded politically. I'm going to do everything I can so that you stay healthy. So if you stay healthy throughout this period, wow, I'm a hero. I was a success. And if you, for some reason, get the virus, well, you can't blame me because I did everything I could. In the meantime, you didn't have the economy even as a factor in the equation. And, and I'll, I'll tout this. That is a harm. That is a damage that was unnecessarily inflicted upon our country, you and Leadville, my, my being in Orange County, California, and all around the country. It should have been a decision made by the shop owners who want to stay healthy. They don't want their employees to get sick or their customers to get sick, and it, the customers. So if I'm 80 years old and have pneumonia, uh, you're right. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to have my 
groceries delivered to myself. But if you're young and and uh, sitting forward on your skis and you want to get some art supplies or a shovel so that you can do some gardening, that's your decision to make, not the government's. It sounds downright libertarian to me, Hannah. Uh, how can I vote for Hannah Waugh for county commissioner in uh, in uh, Lake County, Colorado? Uh, I guess I should move there right away. Is that right? You should. You should move here right away. Um, I would highly encourage it. I think you would find it absolutely beautiful and stunning. Um, but again, you know, to support my campaign and to support communities that deserve, uh, you know, more libertarian thoughts without the government telling us what to do, you can visit my website at www.hannahforlakecounty.com. Um, and that's where you can find out how you can be involved in my campaign. Um, and moving us forward to not having the government dictate what's essential. It sounds like downright revolutionary. I would go so far as to say that all of the founders uh, would be libertarians under these circumstances. It's in our genes, and we've gotten away from this uh, to the degree that, again, I'll quote Thomas Jefferson, who said that we need to have a violent, bloody revolution every generation to keep the vested interests at bay. Now, that's what he said once the Constitution was passed. Fortunately, that Constitution keeps from having to be bloody, but how long has it been since we've had that political revolution? And I, my view, back in the late 1850s, early 1860s, when the, the Whigs gave gave way to the Republicans, vote for for libertarians like Hannah Waugh here. She talks sense. Financial responsibility, hey, what a concept. A live and let live, let people live their own lives as long as it doesn't wrongly affect other adults to do the same. So this is Hannah Waugh. I'm proud to have you on All Rise. You're talking about libertarian values. It's our values. It goes back to our to our roots. And so, Hannah, uh, thank you for, for doing all of this. Uh, so again, how national are you going to get in your campaign? You're a small county. At least you're known. You say you were born and raised there and come back to, to Leadville and Lake and Lake County. But but uh, do, you, do you see people on the street? Do you talk to them? Uh, what kind of support do you get? How are you trying to, how are you generating support in this local election, Hannah? Because it's really interesting. Um, you know, it is it is very interesting at this point, and I am out in the community. Um, my team's out in the community. We have shirts. We have yard signs. We have car Good. decals. Um, and we're going and we're stepping out and talking to business owners, and especially because most of the businesses up here are small businesses. Everything that I'm doing to support my campaign through them, so getting posters printed locally, um, going to the local bakery and having dozens of cookies made to give to business owners, um, you know, and to support other businesses, we're doing everything we can to keep things local um, to make sure that these small businesses and these communities know that this is a small election. 2020 is a big year. But what happens locally matters more. And we are going to make the changes that we want to see locally. And then we will take it to the state and the national level. That's exactly what we should be doing. And that's why we should be supporting candidates on the local level. It's one thing I ran for vice president. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you my history that as a Republican, I ran for Congress. Uh, that was in 1998. I didn't win. So then I became a libertarian, not for that reason. But then I ran for U.S. Senate in 2004, not winning Congress. So I not didn't win U.S. Senate either. So then I ran for vice president. You know, I keep going uh, to, in effect, uh, more, more stronger 
uh, or well-recognized positions. Then I ran for president as well. So the only thing I have left to run for, which I've not won any of them, is running for king. Uh, king James has kind of a ring to it, but so far it hasn't caught on, Hannah. But I think the smarter thing would have been <laughs> a long time ago to have, to have run for county uh, commissioner or like you are and show people I use the word boots on the ground, but show people what a libertarian in office actually will do. And we have hundreds of libertarians now around the country in, in these offices, but, but it's just inspiring to hear a nice young lady, intelligent, dedicated and caring, running for this local office uh, and keep things local is truly an important thing. And it was Tip O'Neill. You probably don't even know who Tip O'Neill was. He was the Speaker of the House when Ronald Reagan was president. He was a Democrat, but he said, politics is personal. And that's what you're talking about here. Of course, business is personal too. Government should be personal, but but government our government has gotten awfully impersonal, but politics is personal and, uh, and that's what you're doing. Good for you. And, and uh, so how many votes do you need to get? Uh, it's a two-person race, as I understand it, you against an de incumbent Democrat. Uh, how many people, how many votes do you feel you'll need to get in order to win this election, Anna? I would feel confident getting about 3,000 votes, um, and I believe that will secure the position for me. Okay. And overall, how optimistic are you with regard to your election for, for a county commissioner in, uh, in Leadville? I am extremely optimistic, um, but uh, I believe we call it a secondary win. If I do not win um, in November, that doesn't stop me because at least I know I have gotten people thinking about libertarianism, thinking about their rights and their futures, and I will continue to work in this community to make sure that our civil liberties are respected and that the government is not overstepping their boundaries on us. So if I can do as much as I possibly can to raise awareness and keep people going, I've done my job and that's what I'm here for. And we and we've all done our job. It's it's basically for our country. This is it's what works. It's, it's in our background. Uh, on a separate subject, how high is the sales tax in uh, Lake County, Colorado? And uh, where does that sales tax go? Is it city and county? It is city and county. Um, our total sales tax is about seven point three percent, and one point three percent of that is the local sales tax. The other 6% is state. Okay. How about running on the proposition of reduce your, uh, try to reduce state, state sales tax? 6% uh, for state sounds pretty high to me. Oh, it is. It's insanely high. Um, and I do believe that, you know, one of the main key things that we have to consider, I would also love to reduce at least locally our property taxes. We have some of the highest property taxes in the state of Colorado, um, and I look forward to working to reduce those and being able to manage our budgets in better ways without raising, continuously raising our property taxes. Anytime that you have a city 
that's going to they're going to say that they're going to reduce, for example, their the money that they provide to a particular agency. They always say, oh, you know, you're going to reduce the teachers. It's going to be less, fewer teachers in our fewer fewer firefighters will be there to fight your fires. But that's just not true. There's a lot of bureaucracy in these cities, state governments, county governments that could be uh, certainly they're not helping us. In fact, when I was a judge, try my cases, uh, they were just shuffling, shuffling papers. Expose that. Audit is a good word. Uh, Hannah, Wa, I wish you well. I'm so pleased that you were running. Tell us once more how people can contact you and uh, to help you in your, uh, in your race, and thank you for doing it. Of course. Well, thank you again for having me on. And for anyone who's interested in contacting me, donate, donating, or learning more about my beliefs and my policies and my values, you can get my website at www.hanna, the number four, lakecounty.com. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow your traces. I Thank you for doing this. You're exactly the right candidate. We wish you well. Thank you for being with us here on All Rise. We will all rise together if Hannah Waugh or when Hannah Waugh is elected county commissioner in Lake County, Colorado. So there you have it, folks. This is a boots on the ground, skiing forward in your skis, whatever. This is Judge Jim Gray saying thanks for being with us. Hannah, bless you. Godspeed to you. And I wish you well. We'll talk to you again next week. In the meantime, as I always say when we end these programs, and I mean it, life is good. Thanks for listening today. All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray can be heard every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen my thoughts that help us get strong.